Welcome to Rag Chew. If you're as curious as a cat as I am, you can go and follow us over on social media on Facebook over at Rag Chew Podcast. I'm Max. If you find me dead on a jogging trail, I was murdered elsewhere and my body was placed there. <laughs> and I'm Cade. And TV shows are now evenly split between shows about cooking and shows about losing weight. Take your pick. Live your best life. <laughs> I mean, it's it's honestly a fact. You know, I will say, to be completely honest, Cade, one of my favorite things that we do in this show is our, I guess, opening lines. I, I don't know why. And a lot of the times we will barely share them with each other. And I feel like it's just a wonderful surprise every time. You know, it it it's something that uh, it makes it fun because even though you like kind of let me in a little bit on what you were gonna say, it's still like when it came out, it was it was it was pretty a plus. I'm not gonna lie. Delivery was spot on. Delivery was in the green zone, sir. Oh, thank you, Iceman. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how's everything going? What's your uh, how's your week been, man? Uh, not too shabby. Uh, honestly, it was it was pretty good. We um. I spoke last week about my uh, simulation football game that we did. Yep. Or we're going to do, I guess. And uh, that has been completed this past day. Was it again? Sunday? Saturday? Sunday? Monday. It was Monday night. Sorry. Days. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. God. Days. Uh, yeah, man. It was fun. It was, it was, uh, it was awesome. I got some good feedback. Um, I've got some things to work on. And, um, it was fun, man. It was it was it was really cool to uh, to do something like that on, especially on TV. It was neat to, you know, right before a play would happen, it'd be like, yeah, hey, commercial in thirty seconds after punt, you know, or, um, hey, the two two forty break after you know this play or something like that. I'm like, man, this is like, you know, even though it's obviously on a channel that somebody would have left it on if they fell asleep somewhere <laughs> and weren't paying attention. Uh, you know, it was still, uh, you know, hopefully that's not the case. I think people maybe pay attention because it's fun, but, uh, it's exposure anyways for the league and, and it's, it's cool. I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. Eric is a great uh, partner in that Avenue and, uh, he's good at what he does. Uh, outside of that, uh, I am obsessed with <laughs> Jurassic world evolution. <laughs> Wait, what is, what is that? You do. Uh, so it's a video game. Uh, for those who are not sure, you can get it on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. And it's basically if you've ever played Roller Coaster Tycoon or Zoo Tycoon, it's like the Jurassic World equivalent of doing that. And um, it was free on Xbox this month on Games with Gold. So I downloaded it, let it sit for like a week. And then uh, this past, I think it was like Sunday morning, I was like, you know what? I'm going to fire it up and see what's going on. Fired it up. And like several hours later, I'm like, I cannot stop playing this game. And, uh, now I'm obsessed with it and it's a lot of fun and I would highly recommend it. It's a free plug for whoever made that game because it's a lot of fun and I can't stop talking about it. I can't stop playing it. I can't stop watching YouTube videos and how to do things better. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I've been up is to it, this week. Is it like a zoo simulator almost? Is it like the old zoo tycoons? Yeah, pretty much like you, um, you, you have like expedition teams who go and get dinosaur DNA, dinosaur DNA, uh, from certain sites and you can then incubate these dinosaurs. You get like uh, a percentage of how viable they are. 
you build enclosures for them. You have to build like, uh, hey, guests are hungry or hey, guests want to go take a pee somewhere. They don't have a restroom or like there's not enough viewing areas to see these dinosaurs or it's yeah, it's pretty much like Zoo, Zoo Tycoon or Roller Coaster Tycoon or whatever you want to call it. But it's it's pretty involved and um, it's a lot of fun. Like I can't like I said, man, I just I can't stop. I so I used to play Zoo Tycoon a lot way back in the day. Zoo Tycoon and Roller Coaster Tycoon, because those were fantastic games. Yes, sir. Uh, but I had the Zoo Tycoon, the one with the dinosaurs. Um, so that's what it reminds me of. There was one that was specifically with dinosaurs. I bought like the big like three pack, so it came with like ocean animals and land animals and dinosaurs and I played the ever-living crap out of them. <laughs> like, I, I I played it so much. There's no, Okay, so I'm going to throw this out there. There's only been one game that I have ever played so much that I destroyed it. Like, I literally, the inside of the disc was falling apart. I played it so much. Can you guess what game it was? It wasn't on PC. It was on Xbox. Uh, Xbox 360. Xbox 360. Uh, shoot. I don't know. You got me. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Oh, well, uh, I guess I no, destroyed I that thing. That, that was, was like during my heyday good. of I had nothing to do with my life. Like you're in middle school and like you have nothing else to do when you get home because obviously you're too young to go out and hang yeah, out. With yeah. Friends, and you also don't have a car or anything else like that. I feel like that starts happening like sophomore year, you know, and freshman year a little bit more. We were like constantly hanging out with people, but like I had nothing to do. So I would play xbox with my friends on 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 xbox like that's all we would do and And that was like one of the best call of duty games ever too oh it was phenomenal oh my gosh like i will say the new call of duty call of duty modern warfare that's pretty good yes it's really good it reminds me of the old one where i was i have dumped a good amount of hours into that one too but i will say the center of the disc is not like literally the center of the disc of my modern warfare 2 disc i kid you not was crumbling like and i would have issues with it starting up i would have to constantly like eject it and put it back in eject it put it back in for it to finally be accepted if i ever like took it out of the xbox it was right. that torn up like it was disintegrating in the center wow <laughs> i played it like crazy i don't know what how many hours i put it i'd like to look that up how many hours i put into that but it was a lot oh it was it was a ton because we would stay during the summer we'd stay up and play and i'd play like from 2 p.m. all the way until like 5 a.m. in the morning. My mom would come and yell at me and be like, Max, what are you doing awake? Like, it's 5 o'clock in the morning. Go to bed. And stuff would yell at me. And plus, she has to go to work the next day. And there I am like screaming still on the Xbox, you know? (laughs) So, Mom, I apologize. I'm sure she loved that. (laughs) Oh, man. She has said stories where she's like, I hated you for a long time. Oh, I'm sure. I mean... You know, I got, I just thought of another story, something similar to that. But, you know, I mean, Modern, Modern Warfare 2, I can vibe with you on that one, man. You know, um, and you're right. Like the time that it came out, because I know we're relatively similar in age, is is the time where, I mean, that was pretty much my life. Like I, I at the time, I lived um, in Louisiana and uh, I didn't really have anything else to do because there wasn't a lot to do. So I did Xbox. And I did uh, guitar, and I shot stuff, and that was it. 
And it sounds a lot like Louisiana. Yes. Uh-huh. I, it really does. Doesn't it? So I got a lot of that in there, like to the point to where like, I was really proud of myself. Like I was, I felt like I was really good to the point to where I maybe could have competed. Like I got the nuke like five or six times. And uh, for those who are unfamiliar with that, it means you have to get 25 kills in a row without dying. Um, Which is pretty tough to do. It's I not easy it's, to do, but that to do. At the same time, that was also back when kill streaks counted towards other kill streaks, and that's not the case anymore. Yeah, no, you're um, right. So it's that's a little bit of a bummer, but uh, dude, it was a great game. It was fantastic, awesome. fantastic game. I, I will say it goes down in my top ten games of all time. Like personally, uh, just because uh, the nostalgic feeling that I had for it, you know. I agree, wholeheartedly agree. I wholeheartedly agree. I got to throw at you real quick just because I thought of the story as you were telling me stories about your mom being Let's like, hear it. mad at you while you were still awake. <laughs> Let's uh, hear it. It's not 100% like video game related, but I had my mom like I, there's one particular time I can I I can think of. Uh, and when you were talking about it, it really, really came up like hardcore. It was uh, I had my buddy. um Eric and my buddy Kenneth spend the night. And if either one of them listen, Eric Lake, Kenneth Carnes, uh, we, this was back when like, you know, we discovered that Axe was flammable. Uh, <laughs> oh, good Lord. I can already see where this is going. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like we basically spent the whole night, like kind of lighting each other on fire with Axe and seeing how long we could go. But like my friend Kenneth, he had gone to sleep and this is like, it's like five something in the morning and, uh, we like, we, he had his sock on. So we like, like doused the crap out of his sock and then like lit it on fire. And I like, we let it go for like longer than we should have. Let me go and preface it that way. Like 10, 15 seconds. And then finally, like I put it out and like, I'm like stomping his foot and he like wakes up. He's like, dude, I had a dream. My house was on fire. (laughs) And then my mom like busts in because she got up that morning and she's like, what the hell are you guys doing in here? <laughs> and uh, it literally just reeked of axe and burnt socks. And uh, I that for some reason I still think back to that time, and I'm like, what the hell was wrong with me? <laughs> you know. Okay, so I have I wouldn't say a similar story, but you know, as when you're in, at that that probably that was around the same age. Would I would I guess that like middle school going into high school age? Correct. Yes, sir. I feel like that's where all the bad crap happens. <laughs> like, 100%. Like, that's high where you school. do all the bad stuff. High school's you know? overrated, man. It's, like, right before you get to high school. Oh, that's that where all up. the trouble happens, where you do all the stupid – because you're in that in-between of I'm still a kid. I mean, don't get me wrong. I will say when you're, like, in high school at 15 years old or 16 years old, you're still a kid. But it, it, I, I sit here and I think you're still a kid in that, like, pre-kid – I mean, like, I, I guess post-kid child – time and you move into like i'm now developing a brain and i now have to think about life a little bit more as you move across the spectrum you know right that's where all the stupidity occurs it's right there it's like eighth grade i don't know if if other people it's like that seventh eighth grade like hinge right into ninth grade and ninth grade there's at the beginning there's still some stupid stuff and then you kind of keep going but we so there's a video out there on youtube of this we we put it up on YouTube, and I don't know where it went, but we one day – so my mom, we used to go to this outdoor mall. It was called The Avenues, and that's where all the kids 
went to go hang out on the weekends because it was the cool place to hang out. So you'd go, kids would go see movies and they'd literally, we did nothing but walk around this place all day. So I go, why did we do that? Like all night, like you'd go there at six o'clock and then you would leave at 10 when security's making you leave, but you just walk the entire thing multiple times and you just talk and you do stupid crap or you'd go see a movie or you'd eat and then you would just walk the place over and over again. But so one day, our, our our parents would always give us money, obviously, to like go eat or something or right. go do something. So my mom would give me like 20 bucks or something and she'd be like, okay, go have fun. And I'd be like, thanks. So she'd drop us off. There was one time that we were like super bored and no one else had went. It was just a couple. It's only me and my four friends. It was Michael, I'm trying to think, Eric. I know it was me, obviously. And, and, and oh, and Brad. It was four of us. And we got super bored because not a lot of other people went. And I think they were chasing us out at 10, a, 10 p.m. like security did. The security like comes up and they're like, all right, everybody needs to leave. You know, that kind of stuff. Right. right and right. there was a Walmart not far. So we were like, we're really bored. And I was like, you know, it'd be really funny is if we I said, I found out all these things that get you sick if you like eat the, a lot of them or you drink a lot of them and that kind of stuff. Oh, so God. We we're like, oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> We literally go to this Walmart and I call my mom and I was like, hey, can you pick us up at the Walmart instead? And she was like, why? And I was like, we're just going to go get stuff. We're going to go get stuff. She was like, okay, whatever. Because <laughs> she knows you're in that weird stage where you're just doing stupid crap. So we go right, up there right. and we buy a couple of things. So we buy a gallon of milk. Uh, we buy Sprite and uh, it was like a 12 pack of Sprite and like, I think it was 12 bananas. And I'm trying to remember what the other thing was. I don't remember what the other one was, but it, I don't remember. And then we bought oh a, a crap ton of um, sour. Um, oh gosh, what are the what are those things that, like have the the guy on it whose face is really sour and his head is exploding? Oh, uh, warheads, warheads, warheads. And we bought like an entire bag of warheads, and we split it all amongst each other. And then my mom picked us up, and she was like, "What are you guys doing?" And I was like, "Hey, can they spend the night?" And she was like, uh, "Sure, I guess." So. If you didn't know, you can't drink a gallon of milk in an hour without throwing up. I found that out. Uh, You cannot drink an entire gallon of milk without throwing up in an hour. And it's awful. It's awful. But, and then I also heard if you, you have to drink like 12 Sprites in 30 minutes or uh, in an hour and drink and eat 12 bananas and it gets you sick. Ew. And then the warheads we were doing because we wanted to see how painful it would get after eating so many. Yeah. And by God, my mouth was torn up by the end of the day. Oh, but yeah. we all did Treads. these challenges. Oh, it was awful. It was awful. But we finished an entire bag between the four of us. It was awful. But there's a video out there on YouTube. I don't know where it is, but we posted this on YouTube because we were like, oh, this would be great for YouTube. And it's got like seven views the last time I checked it. It was literally just all of us <laughs> watching it, but it was the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever done. And I look back on it and I go, why did I do that? And we were up to like four in the morning doing all these things. And it was like, why am I doing this to make myself vomit again? Like I look back at it and I go, God, that was dumb. But I also think yeah, it was worth the experience, right? Yeah. I mean, fun stories to tell. Oh, yeah. Nothing yeah. Else, right. It's a great thing for when my kids are going to be doing it and they're going to be. You know, they're going to, oh, dad, what happens if you try and drink a gallon of milk in an hour? Well, son, let me tell you. Yeah, I think we honestly, I think um, you and I and our generation in general probably have it worse because the uh, access to the Internet and these stupid Internet challenges that continue to come out that kids feel the need to do for some ungodly reason. 
is uh is kind of scary you know oh yeah it's a lot of stuff that's really like like we did dumb things but like some of these challenges are like like dude it's like it's gonna kill you kind of stuff well have you heard about the newest one that's going around on tiktok right now no but i'm worried so apparently the what you're supposed to do is you get a you get your like phone charger you put half of the uh you know prongs into your outlet it's called the outlet challenge you put one of them in there and then you take the other one and you touch the other one with your finger and if you don't know how electricity works congratulations you have now made a circuit and now that circuit is going through your body and like apparently there's like this big warning going out to power companies telling parents like don't let kids do this like it can cause electrocution and can kill people and it can also blow up your power like it can it can truly destroy an entire wall outlet. Yeah, like why? Why? I don't get the appeal of saying, "Hey, I can do this." I think I'd rather be the person who bragged and said, "Hey, uh, I didn't screw up my entire uh, family's house or kill myself." So, right. So, I, I guess I'll ask you this then: Do you think? And I feel like a lot of generations have this argument. Do you think the generation that's, I guess, preceding us, preceding? No following us i guess so is a better gen, way to say it gen z then yeah yeah i guess yeah 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 are they dumber than we are uh you know listen uh no disrespect to go out there but i'm gonna tell you something and i mean it wholeheartedly is that people like um still get mad at millennials for things and i don't know a hundred percent why maybe because they can't tell the difference between generations but like Gen Z uh, is a lot of cause for concern. Uh, these people were eating Tide Pods and <laughs> lighting themselves on fire in showers and eating spoonfuls of cinnamon and now apparently shocking themselves. And I'm sure I missed quite a few in between. So this is what I'll say, though. This is the thing is I think a lot of it is for social media. hundred percent. Right? That's, that's what we're doing is because of social is. media. I wholeheartedly agree. And the only reason that I think that they're dumber, they're not, I mean, and dumber is maybe not the right word, is I think that they have uh, an access point that we didn't fully have. We had AOL Instant Messenger and LimeWire, and um, they have, like, broadband – well, broadband is an old term. They have <laughs> – I was like, broadband? Sorry. <laughs> dated myself there. They, they have up. They have gigabit speeds – at their fingertips to do all these things for social media. And it's, it's, uh, it, it, the, I don't know if it's like the feeling of getting attention that people really enjoy, but it's making them what it do is. a lot of really, really not smart things. And listen, based off of you and I stories that we've already told, man, we know that we've done some things that were not intelligent, but the, I, I think that some of this stuff is on a, a whole different kind of level. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll say, I think we did stupid stuff. Yes. And I did. Even more dumber stuff that I will share in later podcasts. Oh, for sure. But I didn't do anything that would fully get me killed, you know, or do anything that was so stupid that I could easily die. So I I think like what you said is people have in their hands a working computer. You know, they have a computer that follows them around in their pocket and everything else. And that's fantastic. But I think with something like kids right now, it doesn't work. Because like you said, you're constantly trying to chase this fame that's in front of you. And I think there's a good part and a bad part of social media. 
I think social media is awesome for keeping connected with a lot of people. Oh, for sure. Social media also turns into an I'm better than you contest or I look better than you contest or a popularity contest. I mean, I love Facebook, but let's be honest. Facebook is all everyone talking about how successful they are and how much they're better than everybody else. And then the problem is, is everyone sees and compare them. It's the old catchphrase I'm going to use here. Keeping up with the Joneses, right? For sure. They see what someone else is doing. So they want, they bought a new car. I'm going to need a new car. You know, that kind of stuff that they're going to keep up with. So I think the problem is, is they're seeing all of this stuff and they're downloading these apps. They're seeing all these things other people are doing and they're gaining fame by lighting themselves on fire in a shower or whatever else. And then everyone else starts doing it because, well, it's cool, right? I mean, I don't know. I'll say I'm not worried about the generation because, I mean, we survived. The generation before us, I will guarantee you, was pretty stupid. The one before that was pretty stupid. You did stupid stuff, but you survive and you grow older. That's true. And you look back and you say, wow, that was dumb. (laughs) Darwinism, Cade. Darwinism is what I I call it. I'm a firm believer in that, truth be told. It's like natural selection is the thing, man. If you're going to be dumb enough to... Uh, put your own life at risk. Like uh, I, I'll say this last thing, and then we'll get off the subject because I don't want to harp on it too long. Is that uh, the whole like splash challenge that's going around now, where people you know put their feet down where they just barely touch water, and then they put it back up on the ledge? Um, I saw a video earlier today where a person decided they were going to do that like off the side of like a, a high rise building. And uh, listen, if this guy like just screws it up a little bit and ends up falling to his death off the side of the building, then you know what, man? I don't feel bad for you. That's well, that's Darwinism. Is- I'm with you. Uh, so I don't want to continue this topic too much too much longer. I'm with you, but I'm going to throw out the pole planking thing, which was during our generation, <laughs> and the guy in Australia who fell off the rail because he was planking and fell like 16 feet. Yeah, to his death. Yeah, I mean Darwinism in total. But I'm just going to say that was something stupid that we all did was planking we tried we sure oh man i I, that just brought me down memory lane oh man yeah agreed wholeheartedly sir wholeheartedly well Cade, i got a uh a question for you good sir what's up my dude Do you run a roll into our uh our rant session or do we want do we want to take a peruse at the article this week uh let's go to the article so Cade, I, i think why he's so excited for this one I told him I found a really good article. It's a really good one that I told him I'm not going to tell him what it was because I feel like once he hears the headline, he's going to laugh. And Kate, if you don't laugh, I'm going to be really sad. I got you, man. Straight face McGee over here. (laughs) So this is from uh, Fox News. Yeah, I know. Everyone get excited. Uh, This is from Fox News. The headline here. Is woman claims she predicted Harry and Meghan Markle splitting from the royal family by reading Asparagus Spears. <laughs> <laughs> I literally saw it and I was like, oh, good Lord. Oh, I got to use this one. So it says it was written in the Spears. The royal family news that shocked the world on Wednesday. <laughs> Continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, was... you're good. I appreciate it. Apparently did not come as a surprise to one woman in England. Self-proclaimed fortune teller. Um, I don't want to say the name, but you can look it up if you really want to. Uh, is claiming she predicted Harry and Meghan Markle would step back from the royal family after reading some asparagus spears. Uh, she Get ready for this. Blank, 64 years old, reportedly the world's only asparamancer. Oh, <laughs> Literally, that's in quotes. So may I say that she was the one who said this? 
She is able to see the future by throwing asparagus into the air and then observing how the spears land on the ground. When I cast the asparagus, it creates patterns, and it's patterns I interpret, the vegetable reader said, explaining she inherited the ability from her aunt who read tea leaves and has been predicting the future since she was eight years old. Like, cool. So I'm going to throw this out. I am not against anyone's beliefs. <laughs> right. I am not against people going to, you know, psychics or, or gypsies, whatever else. Like, if that's where you want to go, great. If that's where you get your information, awesome. If you read it in the stars or you read it in the spears, fantastic. But I'm sorry. This one sounds ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I read it in the spears. <laughs> right? And then get ready for this. She says, I'm usually about 75 to 90% accurate with my predictions. I go through my, with my predictions each year and think, Yep, that's happened. Yep, that's happened. The woman from Bath Somerset added. I'm just like, huh. She says she's never far off. And uh, to summarize just a little bit more, she's saying she was not surprised. And get ready. She's got 2020 predictions. All right, guys? Oh, here we go. Throw them out there. What are the betting odds? That's what I need to know. (laughs) She says she foresees a real shakeup of the major political parties. Sports and sporting personalities will be embroiled in scandals, and concerns about global warming will again take center stage, but more countries will take action and minimize the threat to the planet. But she did not have any lottery numbers or Super Bowl projections, so sorry about those. I feel like all three of those things she said, you could say that almost any year, right? I was literally going to say the same thing, is that was so vague. Yeah. Like, that was the most vague thing I have ever heard, like a real shakeup of the major political parties. Ooh. 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 Sports and sporting personalities will be embroiled in scandals. That happens every year. Congratulations. They already got it right with Odell Beckham Jr. Well, that and the Astros, I guess you could say, too. I mean, but I'm like, come on. I mean, something happens with sports personalities and sports every year. Yeah. Right. There's always some pretty much a guarantee. Right. And then I think concerns about global warming will again take center stage. But more yeah, countries will take action. bigger and bigger every year. Absolutely. Right. I'm like, come on. It's more of a larger and larger top. But I, I just, I thought that was an excellent article. Um, if you do want to contact her, Cade, um, I can give you her information so you can get your uh, life predicted, even about your child, your upcoming child. We can uh, see about that. About you know what, man? I think I'm going to take my chances on that one. I don't know if I trust. Uh, Are you uh, sure? I mean, I was going to call her Marie Laveau, but I can't even do that. Because I, have, <laughs> I have too much respect for Marie Laveau after that. This lady, oh, Lord. I throwing, don't know. Oh, man. Throwing asparagus spears in the air. But don't worry. I'll I'll send her your contact info. Yeah, I got man. you. Let her know. Uh, let her know. Uh, uh, you know, asparagus um, makes my pee smell funny. <laughs> but uh, this lady apparently makes predictions with it. So, uh fun times man <laughs> i don't even know well, what to say like i'll a- send over your contact info so you can have um whatever readings you might need okay kate don't yeah, worry let, i got you man let her know man let her yeah. know I, yep I, i'll forward it right on i'm just absolutely dying to know yeah well i wonder if she'll be able to see that we're gonna move into our rag chew rant segment was that a good segue or what that was a great segue thank you i wonder if she can see the future on that one <laughs> Can she future future? What a great what a great episode of SpongeBob. Future future. That's a great show. SpongeBob is an excellent show. Rag two rants though, everybody. 
Rag Chew Rants. Woo! Woo! Everybody's favorite, where they love hearing us rant about some topic. Party um, on. Quick disclaimer, everybody. Cade, do you want to do you want to say our disclaimer this week? Um, I'll 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 pretty much reiterate anything that's ever been said ever about ranting about something is once again, listen, no hard feelings to anyone out there who has a giant boner for this particular <laughs> um holiday. I guess. Uh, if you like it, that's great, man. If it's something that's important to you, then that's great. But uh, for us, we feel slightly differently. So that's what we're going to talk about. It. You know, you once again, I'll throw this out there. You are entitled to your opinion. You can think about something any way that you want. You can um, voice your opinion in any way that you want. And what's great about it is it's your opinion. And it is valued in society, at least I hope. Uh, anyways, here's our opinion. Maxwell, how about you start us off here, sir? Yeah, I think I might. So our topic this week is Valentine's Day. And I know a lot of people are going to think, oh, this is going to be nice. No, Valentine's Day sucks. Like, <laughs> flat out. And I'm done. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I... So we were trying to talk about topics, about what we want to really rant about. We were talking through some stuff, and I saw something that said holidays, and I don't know why. The first thing that jumped through my head was Valentine's Day. I, and especially as this releases, we were talking, this is, it's going to be a little bit before, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, about the time this comes out, it'll be just before Valentine's Day. Yeah. So I'm, this is what I'm going to say. Valentine's Day, it's an excellent holiday, right? I think a lot of people, they show their love and admiration and appreciation for their uh, partner, spouse, whomever, okay, girlfriend, I don't care, boyfriend, but the thing I'm going to throw out is it's such a freaking corporate holiday, so I'm going to say I, I, I mean, hopefully, my wife would agree with me, babe, if you're listening, please, Um, I feel like I show my wife love and admiration and appreciation on any day out of the year, and I will go it above and beyond on any day out of the year, and I do random things already, I'll buy her flowers, I'll do something random just to make her feel good, or during times that she's having a rough day. I like to do that stuff. Why do I have to go out and buy stuff for someone on this special day, on this on this day? Why do I have to go out and it feels very forced that I have to go and do something for you and go above and beyond? Now, don't get me wrong. That's my job as a husband. But why do I have to have this one specific day? And you have to go out. And, and the worst part is, is I always feel like you're. it's another situation where you're having to keep up with the Joneses here. Every, th- this other person got this. And if you don't, it's going to be compared and it's going to look bad. I just, I've always, I, I feel like it's once I started really dating, I learned I hated Valentine's Day because it's all it is. All it's about is buying something for someone else and keeping them happy. And yeah. it's just, I think you should be loving and appreciating your spouse or partner or whomever else on any other day of the year. It should not matter to one particular day. So why do I have to have it shoved down my throat to go out and buy a card, buy something, you know, that kind of stuff when I can do that any day of the year? I agree with that. I agree wholeheartedly. And uh, although the rant will be on the same topic this year, I, uh, or this year, sorry, this episode, Jesus, uh, I share a lot of the same views. And that I feel like um, 
Valentine's Day puts a lot of pressure, unnecessary pressure, I guess, on feeling like you need to do something that maybe your spouse doesn't feel like you need to do. Or maybe your spouse like really feels like you need to do it because they're really into it, but it's not a necessary thing. Like it's one of those things where like your responsibility as a good um I guess, you know, I don't know what you want to call it, partner, spouse, better sure. half. Yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Girlfriend, boyfriend, lady friend, guy friend, friend friend. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, is to keep stuff up like that, like all the time, like all year long. Like it doesn't have to be just one day. You know, like I, I agree with you in the fact that I think it's it's such a corporate holiday because like all these things come out, and they want to sell it, and they want you to buy it because they make money off of it because they because you feel like you need to do it. Uh, when you don't necessarily need to do it. And, and uh, you know, I always feel the pressure of like, well, hey, I don't want to, you know, and if my wife uh, listens to this, because I know she does, is that I don't want to, I feel like I never want to disappoint you. So I always, you know, I do it, but I would rather do something spontaneous and do it on a day when you don't expect it. Because I feel like it means more than like, oh, great, I, you know, I got roses for Valentine's Day. You know, it's like, oh, it's the typical. And uh, I always feel like I'm letting you down because I never feel like it's enough. Uh, and, and like you said, it's like the, everybody's trying to beat everybody else on, oh, I did this, or I did this, or I did this, or I did this. And, um, you know, it's just, it's unnecessary and I don't get holiday pay from it for work. So to hell with it. <laughs> yeah. You know, you made a good point not to keep dragging on about this, but you made a great point when you said it, it feels very forced that I have to give you something on that one day. And, 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 and the thing that you said of, I'm trying to think that you said about, it was basically, I have to, it, it, oh, it seems less, um, I don't want to say rewarding. The word that you used was compassionate, meaningful, meaningful. Meaningful. Yeah. Don't worry. I was reaching for the word there. Eventually found it. Um, it, it seems less meaningful because I'm. Ha- it's more, I don't want to say required, but it feels required that you have to do it on that one day. And instead of, you know, on a random day or you're having a bad day or anything else along those lines. I'm doing something special for you for you know? sure. So I, I think that's, that. that's a great way. That's a great way to word that. Like, I, I think that's a big part of my, um, spitefulness for it, I guess is a great way to say that. Yeah, that is a good yeah. way to say that actually. Yeah. Disdain. If you want to dis Ooh, disdain. Um, trying to think of other, uh, the only word that pops into my head right now is bedlam. I was trying to think of more like eighth grade, big vocabulary words that I could think of, but I could not think of any others. That works. <laughs> that works. That, I mean, bedlam. bedlam. Sure. Why not? I mean, sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, Max. All right. Yeah. yeah sure, Maxwell. You did just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Max. We're so proud. Good job, buddy. Pat on the back. <laughs> you old polecat. You old polecat. <laughs> oh man. All right. I got one more topic for you, Cade. What's up? And I think this will be an interesting one. So, out of your entire, uh, like living existence Cade what is the most beautiful science moment you've ever had in your life and and I know this sounds like a weird question but I mean what was the thing that most enthralled you that was science related so that could be something with music it can be something I guess because everything's connected to science but I guess what was the most enthralled thing that you've ever had in your life yeah I mean listen uh believe it or not it's actually something that is very easily found and this is not for anybody who's listening before I even answer this question It's not one of those things where it's like he told me this ahead of time and I had time to think about it. But as he asked me this question, it was not hard at all 
for me to come up with the answer for, uh, to this. So um, a couple of years ago, 2017, September time, uh, me and my wife and uh, some family took a trip to Scotland. Um, and while we were there, uh, we I, I forget even what we were doing on this particular day. Um, but it ended up being an absolutely gorgeous day. There was like just a couple clouds in the sky. It was sunny. It was still cool outside. And we were on like the top of this, like mountains, not the right word, but it was like this big elevation, I guess you could say, looking out over like this channel of of this beautiful blue water. And it just kind of looking out and looking around being in this country for the first time. It was like maybe like the first or second day we were there. Like I looked out and thought to myself like, um, like, wow, like what a beautiful world. Like, I can't believe that things happen the way they do and things, um, happen the way they did that led me to this moment to where I'm standing here right now, admiring this beautiful view that was built billions and billions and years ago. And, uh, I felt so small in that moment, but at the same time, I felt so lucky that I got to be there. And, uh, I still think about it to this day. I took a picture of where I was standing at that moment. And um, it's the smallest I've ever felt. But at the same time, it's the biggest I've ever felt. You know, mine is somewhat similar. It's it's oddly enough somewhat similar. It's not water. But so my dad owns a um, like a mountain cabin, I guess. Uh, he lives in Colorado. Um, and Colorado, by the way, is one of the most beautiful states if you've never been you got to go. It's one of the most beautiful states in the entire world. There's just open air. It's gorgeous. And it, I, I don't know. It's just beautiful. So we um, we were in Colorado inside of his mountain house. And this is when I say mountain house. It's like off grid. You have to run power. He runs power off of solar. Um, so there's no power grid that runs out that way. There's nothing that goes that way. That's I mean, awesome. There's barely running water in that entire area. And so there's not a lot of, there's no street lights. I mean, everything is dirt roads. It's, it's beautiful. And, um, we, they have, uh, their house sits, I guess on a, on a high point, but behind it is this giant, this ridge, this pretty sharp ridge that goes up and sits obviously higher than the house. And, um, they said, it's amazing when you go up there, you got to see it at night. So we went up in the middle of the night. It was probably about like 11 o'clock at night. We climbed this ridge, and boy, if you've never been to Colorado, for anyone who's been to Colorado, you would understand if you've lived in Florida, um, good Lord, can you not breathe with yeah. the altitude there? Max. Don't be wrong. I'm a heavy guy, and I'm not in the most of shape, as per my uh, comment at the beginning of this, but oh my gosh, I was climbing that thing, and I almost ran out of breath. Well, once we got up there, and your eyes kind of adjusted to the dark and everything else, it blew my mind as I looked up and I saw the belt of the galaxy of the Milky Way galaxy right above. You could see everything. I mean, I could see nebulas. You could see the way the it was turning. You could see the the curvature of the Earth. You could see stars that that looked like you could touch them. It was the most beautiful thing in the entire world. And I couldn't obviously capture a picture because if you try to. It does not turn out right. Right. But you can see the belt just go above you and you can see stars on this thing and you can see a, a hint, like I said, of a nebula. And it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And the first thing 
I remember turning to my wife and saying is, wow, this just shows how small I am and one, how small my problems are. And it really put, yeah, it put into perspective for me of compared to everything else that's going on around me, how minuscule a lot of the problems that I have are, you know, yeah, you may have a hard time and different things happen, but it really blew my mind to say, everything doesn't matter. Like the only thing that matters is here and now. And exactly what you said is looking above me at what, you know, that what, how beautiful this world is. Agree. You know, it blew my mind. And every time I go up there, we go up there. I, that's, I love to sit there. I will sit there for an hour, two hours and just look up because it just blows my mind every time. And I, I get chills. I actually have goosebumps right now. I get chills thinking about it because it's just how small we are compared to an entire universe, you know? It really is. It puts a lot of things in perspective when you think about stuff like that because sometimes you'll come home in a bad mood thinking about something that happened at work. But if you think about the like where we are in the cosmic universe, we are literally a speck of dust. And whatever happened to you, wherever it happened to you, does not even begin to matter at all when it comes to like the story that's being told elsewhere. It's fun to think about. That's that's a great way to put it. And I think that's a that's a great way to uh to wrap this thing up. You think so, Cade? Yeah, man, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. We that was a real educated topic we had there. Wow. All right. Well, um I think thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you guys listening to another podcast. I think we're getting almost close. We were looking to to 500 downloads. So, thank all of you for um you know, you're listening and support and that kind of stuff. Uh, listen in Mondays at 9 a.m. is when we post. Um, we'll be bothering you guys a little bit more on the, the Facebook page and that kind of stuff. I'm looking to get a Twitter started up. So we'll get that around soon. Um, and if you guys, uh, yeah, if you guys need us, just go ahead and follow us over on Facebook at Ragchew Podcast. And uh, and yeah, can you, uh, you think of anything else to wrap up this old podcast here, Cade? Uh, best thing I can think of, if I'm being honest, is going to be, I hope everyone just has an absolutely merry day. And just remember, as we already talked about, uh, don't stress out. It's, um, in the end, it's, uh, none of us are getting out alive. And I don't mean to be morbid when I say that. I mean that, uh, enjoy what you got and enjoy your life and make the best of it and do everything you can but uh, the significance of little things is not significant at all. So, Life has a funny way of working itself out, is what I've always said. Life uh, finds a way. Of working itself out? Hey! Well, I won't work out. I will uh, catch you guys next time. Don't party too hard. Uh, rock on, y'all! Rock on! Wow! Do-do-do-do-do.